Guys, we're back for another exciting episode of the Hashtag Wednesday Match Play, and I, I'm really excited for tonight because um, tonight's guest is somebody that I've known online and on Twitter for a long, long time, and, and we about had it out this morning on Twitter speaking about Hashtag Mini Dunes, but I'm going to let that slide because the list that Matt Janela posted of short courses was it was pretty good, so I think that the B list needs to have Hashtag Mini Dunes at the top, but that's beside the point. And tonight we're going to talk about a lot of stuff, but I, I, I am a beer guy, right? Everybody knows that I like to drink beer, but tonight I poured a glass of wine because I'm so excited to have tonight's guest on. It's been a long time coming, and I'm excited to learn more about what he does with Golf Advisor. We were just wrapping a little bit about fam trips. We have a fam trip coming up to Tiburon next week. He's got a couple of his writers that are going to be in town for that. And I just, this guy is all over the place on Twitter. And one of the things that I'm going to ask about is his Twitter header picture, but we'll get to that in a little bit. And it, it's because he doesn't have a glove on, and I, I don't I don't answer this right now. But before anything, just Brandon Tucker's with us from Golf Advisor. Like I said, I've known this guy for a long time, and I'm not even going to pretend to talk about what he does and the amount of courses that this guy has played over the years. So, Brandon, first off, welcome to the Hashtag Wednesday Match Play presented by Eat Sleep Golf. Tell us who you are, what you do, what your role is at Golf Advisor, and just give us an overview of what that looks like. Thanks, Ricky. I'm glad to be here. Um, I'm the managing editor for GolfAdvisor.com, which is part of Golf Channel. Uh, I was the editor when it launched back in 2014. And uh, it's just a, it's a great site. It's got editorial for me and my guys, uh, you know, expert opinion. We've got the uh, ratings and reviews from really anybody. So it's, it's really a mix, you know, it gets kind of lumped in with TripAdvisor sometimes and Yelp and those kind of consumer reviews. And, and and that's definitely a big part of what we do. But I, I'm really proud of the editorial that my team and I do and, and that we can kind of provide both perspectives, uh, you know, from the kind of the daily fee guy and then, you know, people like myself and I who myself and my team who have really we've traveled probably more uh, than we deserve. <laughs> we played we played a lot of good good stuff all over the world. Um, and so maybe maybe our viewpoint is a little more in depth than um, than some of the reviews on the site. But it's been uh, it's been fun to watch the site grow and uh, I'm glad that y'all have, have been participating in it as well. So you mentioned Yelp and TripAdvisor and and even Google. I'm obsessed with Google reviews, mostly because there's a ranking solution to that and you get different levels and you get access to this, that, and the other by leaving reviews. And I, I love leaving reviews, but I have to spread myself very thin because it's like I can't just go to like a bar or a brewery or a golf course or whatever and leave a review on seven different places. So as Golf Advisor, do you find a Yelp and a TripAdvisor as – as competition or do you, you have such a niche market of people that are leaving reviews that it's just golfers leaving reviews for golfers? You know, yeah. You know, I like, you know, I look at Yelp and I look at Google and I, and I look at what these other sites are doing. And I, and I just think that we're asking different questions. We have subcategory ratings. Um, you know, I look at the Grint, for example, they have tons of reviews coming in, but people, it's, it's more of a mobile app. And you don't get a lot of people really writing stuff along with those reviews. I, I think they might have had more reviews last year than we did, um, which which is rare. But we're we're just getting a lot. I just think the dynamics a little different. I think with Yelp and Google, you're not necessarily sure how how much golf these guys play because you click on their profile and it's a like you said, it's a, a restaurant review, it's an auto mechanic review, and so I think you're going to get a little bit more serious people on Golf Advisor. 
And, and I, I get that because especially from where I'm at at Tiburon, we'll get people that will have a bad experience and that doesn't happen very often. But when it does, we want those reviews because we want to be able to learn from those reviews. We had yeah. a golfer a couple of weeks ago that had had a bad experience, left our email address and phone number, contacted with her, and we ended up making it right. And had we have not had the ability to see that review, we could never have known that. So that being said, do facilities get the ability to see the reviews, respond to the reviews, and be a part of that on Golf Advisor? And do you see a lot of success stories where that happens? Right now, you can comment on a review. Um, you can't really email directly with the with the person without it kind of showing up on the site. Um, but yeah, that's something that we've we've talked about, and I think it could be useful. But but right now, we want it. We want the dialogue to happen on the site. So the team at Eat Sleep Golf always sends in a whole bunch of good questions. They have about 10 tonight, and I've got about 15. So we're not going to be able to get through them all, but we're going to try. And one of the questions that they had was, are there benefits or incentives for golfers to be more active on Golf Advisor? And that's a good time for that question to happen. Because I do on um, Untapped, which is an app that allows you to track your beers. Again, I'm a big beer guy. And just this morning, an um, email from the co-founder showed up and said, hey, would you find interest and in incentives for being a super user and doing things to help enhance the data on the app? So that being said, as a user, are there incentives for leaving reviews or is it just feel good about yeah, leaving you reviews? Know, this is something I think about almost on a daily basis because without a community, we're, we're nothing. And, and golfers to be leaving reviews and, and to get something out of it. Um, you know, th there have been sites that I, I've left one review and never gone back to because I don't really understand why I'm leaving a review there. I, I will say that right now we have the local golf advisor program, which we've been rolling out over the last year. And so what we're doing there is we're looking for active, not just active golfers and, and reviewers, but people who we know are fair and they're, they're giving some good insider information. And, you know, I guess it could be maybe tied into Yelp Elite a little bit, um, but that, that that's our first step. And, and I, I think we, we've got a lot of stuff that we're talking about uh, in our internal meetings, too, about incentivizing people. And, um, you know, when you write a review, you want to know that it's being read by the facility. And so I, I love when Tiburon and other and other courses are applying to those people um, that that's everything like you, you want to be you want to know that you're being being seen. That there's there's another site out there. Where it'll it'll tell you how many page views your reviews gotten. Um, you know, the, like incentive. Like, what is incentive when you're a reviewer? You don't want to get like paid, or you don't necessarily need like ten dollars off, or or any of that. You, an incentive can be a lot of different things. It can be as easy as um, you know, knowing that you help somebody and, and someone telling you thank you. I mean, that can be an incentive, right? Bingo. And with the untapped specifically, one of the things, and it gave us like three or four things that would be considered an incentive. And one of them was 10% off merchandise in the untapped store or mm -hmm. untapped super user only access to merchandise. And I'm like, yeah, that would be really cool because one, I like to talk about being a super user and it's somebody that and it's a little different than a review, but in the same vein, but at the same time that if, if I'm leaving a Google review and I get to a certain level and they do that, so I get to 400 reviews, they assume that the 400 reviews are active and relevant. And then I get extra storage on Google Drive. Cool. That's that's an incentive. It doesn't cost them anything necessarily. It gives me a benefit. Now I have un, pretty much unlimited access to Google Drive to upload pictures and what have you. So it's incentivizing me to use their solution more by giving it to me on a different platform that's still within Google. So yeah, I was really interested in what Google was doing there. I, I've got a little background with Google in that I, I used to work on the Zagat book. 
uh, and then Google bought Zagat. And, and I've been kind of watching how they've been trying to incorporate Zagat a little bit. Um, and, and yeah, you're right. When they when they came out with the whole the free Google Drive storage, I mean, it definitely got my wheels spinning on you know how how does that translate to golf? Um, yeah, I think it's it's a work in progress. But what I will say is that our local golf advisor program they've they, they've kind of been the people that we've we've been seeking out. And I would encourage anyone uh, if you have a golf advisor account, you know, if 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 you're reviewing a lot and you're uploading photos with your reviews and it, and it's useful stuff, you you're going to get noticed and and you'll be tagged and 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 with that and with that badge of being a local golf advisor, not only are we going to promote you on social media and things like that, but we are going to be sending sending you some swag and, and things like that and tea time specials and so that's that's just the tip of the iceberg though i mean it, it's uh like i said we started in 2014 we're in 2017 now it, and uh you know i i feel like we're 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 just we're just scratching the surface of the site and i'm really excited about it and and, and what's great is every year the site grows just the, the whole company you know we're i like to think of ourselves as a little startup you know, within a within a Tea Times company that's Golf Now, within a media company that's Golf Channel, within NBC Universal, within Comcast, and every year we get a little bigger and and we get noticed by more people, and the resources start to grow, and it's 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 exciting to be a part of when every month the traffic goes up a little bit and everyone's happy, and but but it also we also know that we've got a long way to go. If you told me that you started in 2014, I would laugh and say, yeah, you mean 2004, like there's no way it started in 14. And I know that it did, but you guys have done a fantastic job with it. And it's, it's, and I say this in the absolute best way possible. It is shoved down my throat as a golf fan because it is commercials and it's all over the place. And that's not a bad thing. And I think to that very point, all of those, those companies and those brands that you just mentioned because of that, allows you the ability to shove it down golfers' throats. And that's not a bad thing because it only helps us to look at the reviews, to read the reviews, whether we leave the reviews, the reviews that are being left about the course that I'm looking to play may affect where I'm going to play. And on the reverse side of that, the facility needs to see that. They need to be aware of that. Can we fix something that happened in the past? No, but can we make it right in the future? Absolutely, as a facility. Now, there has to be somebody that's just like, top of the top of the pile is there one or two guys that are just leaving a review every course they play that you just are absolutely aware of there are a couple of shining stars yeah you know there, there's a guy on twitter uh there's a few guys on twitter one guy's uh zach buchner he's our atlanta advisor he's on the golf channel am tour uh he is playing everywhere you know it's people are always like you know brandon i want your job you know <laughs> And Zach's one of these guys. I'm like, dude, you're playing more than I am these days. Come on. Every time I look in your Twitter, you're playing somewhere awesome. You don't want my job. I want your job. <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, hit him. There's a guy named uh, Boston Golf Travelers on Twitter. Um, there's a guy, Ken Cal Hack. Uh, I think he's out in LA area. Um, there, are, there are guys with, you know, a couple hundred reviews out there. Um, and, you know, you know, the thing is, is, we encourage people to review courses more than once. Like if it's your, if it's your home uni, if it's your home course, six months is an eternity. You've got all kinds of different weather and conditions and you're on the management side, Ricky, you, the management could do so much in six months that the experience can totally change in six months. And so we want people to review the course. You're really, whenever they play it, um, you know, maybe not every day, but at least every, every few weeks or a couple months. So we, we, what I love, what I do, you know, as a user of the site, 
that I also manage is I subscribe to the courses I play the most in Austin. So I get an email anytime someone leaves a review at that course, and if it tells me the conditions are bad, then when my buddies want to go play golf, I say, no, we don't want to go there. A week ago, they said the greens are bad. Let's go here. You know, And I, that's what I want people to do on the site is even, even if you played it a month ago, if something's changed, leave a review, and it helps us out big time. See, and See, that, and that, that, is, that exactly is exactly what Phillies need to pay attention to. To that very reason. Sure. sure. So you've played a lot of golf courses all over the world. <laughs> Talk about some of the most unique courses that you've played. Oh, man. <laughs> um, it's, it, it's tough to not start at North Berwick in Scotland. Um, I don't know if you played in Scotland before, but no, there was yet. a time where I, where I thought that the old course was my favorite course over there, but you know my my, my memories of North Berwick and just you know you're hitting over stone walls. You know some of the greens are incredible. It, it, everyone talks about the Redan green. Like if you're a golfer, you know about Redan, which was founded, which which really started in North Berwick. I tell people that's like the seventh or eighth most interesting hole. There's like every hole is just crazy. It's it's, it's a course that, you know, I always tell people, you know, for my, it used to be 40th birthday, I'm going to Scotland, but now that I got a baby, that may or may not happen. So maybe it's the 50th birthday. But when I do the buddy's trip to Scotland, North Berwick is, I will make sure that's on the itinerary. I, I love that one. Um, but, you know, you know it, every course has, has something unique to it. Uh, you know, at least that's my my job is to more or less find out what that is. And, but, you know, some courses are, are, are tougher to do than others. But, um Okay. Yeah, the so. Stanley courses, you know, if I wish every real estate developer who wanted to build a golf course in the eighties, I wish they would have gone to Scotland for like a month and like played some cool stuff before, you know, routing a routing a hole with you know homes on you know on top of the fairway and you know you know hiring a designer who's maybe the cheapest and and will get it done but not interesting and you know. And, and, you know, we're in Florida, and there's a lot of those courses that were built like that in Florida where you just wish that they were built more fun. You know, I hope some of them can be saved because there's there's so much good architecture being built now um, that, you know, I, I, I like to think that those 80s and 90s golf courses that maybe weren't done so well, uh, as they get looked at again in the next 10, 15 years, when they need a refresh, they'll be built in a little more fun, just a little more creative, you know, kind of get out there with it, get, get weird. I mean, it's great to have a hole or two that's just – Nuts. I mean, at, at North Berwick, you're hitting over a stone wall. <laughs> um, there, there's some greens. Like, there's a green. I think it's 16. That's insane. It's just an insane green. <laughs> there's no other way around it. But, it, I mean, come on. A, a golf course can have one insane green. I mean, it's not going to ruin your day. So, I don't know. <laughs> I hope that I answers that. your question. Okay, so out of all the courses that you have played, what are a couple that you haven't that are atop your bucket list? And if you want to mention Troon courses, by all means. Troon courses. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's a Troon course. You know, people always ask me, have you played Pebble Beach? And I, and I tell people, no, you know, I'm in my 30s. I'm kind of, you know, my grandpa played Pebble in his 60s, and it was a, it was a big deal to him. And I, I like to think that maybe I can, I can have the patience to kind of let that come. Uh, I'm trying to think of a good a true course I haven't haven't played. Uh, I might have to look at the website. Um, Lofoten Links in Norway should be on your list if you haven't been up there. That's in Norway. Yeah, it's like so. We were talking about going this year just so I could play there. Like spend okay. three days there just so I could go play there. Like it's 
silly cool looking. It's on an archipelago, and you can see the northern lights half the year, and then you can play 24 hours a day the other half of the year, and it's it's pretty sweet. Yeah, I n- never played golf in Scandinavia. Um, sounds expensive. <laughs> yeah, it's expensive to get there. That's why I said we might be going. I don't think we're going now. So yeah. does Golf Advisor employ a team of reviewers, or is it just all open to the general public to leave the reviews? Any, anybody on? can leave a review. You know, that's uh, that's the beauty of it. Um, you know, really, the the editorial staff is is just me, Mike Bailey, and Jason Deegan uh, right now. Uh, you know, we've got some freelance here and there, and we've got some people behind the scenes and, and all that. But uh, really, I mean, if, if, you, if you play golf, you got an opinion about it, we want to hear what you have to say. Um, you know, it's it's just a totally different perspective. Like we did our best of list in January, and they don't look anything like Golf Digest and golf. And that's exactly the point. You know, if if there's anything I've learned, you know, reading Golf Advisor reviews, and, and I will every day. I'll go into the workbench and just if I need five minutes to kind of re- reset, I'll just kind of browse reviews. And you know, sometimes when you're in the golf business and you're and you're really into design and you know, you've traveled around and you've, you've been to Scotland and you've, and you've been to some, some of these great top 100 golf courses, you know, your perspective shifts from maybe what the, the core golfer wants. The, the core golfer who's, you know, playing all the time, they don't necessarily need like the most excellent designed golf course of all time. They want, you know, a good value, good pace of play, and they want the beverage cart girl to come around and that's what our reviewers tell us i mean you can there's a lot of golf courses out there that i would say are not architecturally excellent they're they're okay i mean they're they're professionally done but uh when when the management of the course is on point and this is where where you come in and where troon comes in like you know troon they they get the most out of their facilities in in most cases And, and when you can really take your facility, whether it's designed by a core Crenshaw or, or some local guy, you know, you as you as a manager of the course, you, you can get the best out of it. And golfers are going to notice, even if it's not this, you know, top 100 design. And, and I think that, you know, that that's the pers- perspective that that's kind of emerged from golf advisors that you look at our best of list and they don't have there's a lot of golf courses in our best of list that would never be eligible or not even, they wouldn't even be played by Raiders because they're, they're not architecturally significant enough. Those courses have a chance with golf advisor. You know, if, if the, the conditions are good, pace is good, beverage card girls coming around, like that's half the battle right there. And you're going to have some happy golfers. Well, and the lists that you're mentioning are usually the first like 20 you can't even get on. And if you can, they're outrageously expensive. And by the time you get to the courses that you can play, you're at like 63. And it's like Yochadihi in California, Rusty Seymour is the GM out there. And he has done a fantastic job yeah. with that property. And that is at the top of every list I've seen it on on Golf Advisor. Yeah, and this, yeah. I mean, the property looks amazing, right? Have you been out there? Have you played there? No, Jason Deegan has and had had very good things to say about it. It was our number one course in 2015, and so we were we were talking about it a fair amount. And and my guy's out in California, so he's hogging most of the California rounds these days. But I'll I'll have to call rank on him eventually. <laughs> yeah, that, do that. Now, Golf Advisor is a part of the Golf Channel Network. What does that mean for Golf Advisor? How are you guys working together? I mean, obviously the the commercials and the access to that and 
and you know even golf now and golf channel amateur tour et cetera like how are those all working together to benefit one another sure uh it's good good question i, I would say that you know, obviously, you see the commercials on Golf Channel. We, you know, we've got Matt Chinella, who's the the travel expert, and so he's able to provide his perspective. He, you know, he's obviously been been a lot of places, and he, he he's kind of our, our our on air guy. A lot of people, you know, tweet him way more than any of us because you know, given his profile and his knowledge. Um, so so there's that component. Where, you know, our marketing team is is part of the Golf Channel side, and then obviously, the Golf Now side is is great because you know, that that's where the golfer is. That's, that's where your, your, your golf junkie is, is, is golf now. And we're able to, to do a lot of things with those golfers. We're able to market to them big time. We can, we can send a, a golf now golfer emails asking them how their last round went and we can get a review out of that. So, um, you know, I think that kind of gave us a leg up in that golf advisor started in, in February of 2014 but we started getting ratings and reviews out of golf now at the end of 2012. And shortly after the reviews started coming, we, we were realizing, holy smokes, like people are actually re reviewing a lot of golf courses here. <laughs> and so the idea came out of golf now to just build a separate brand, which I was really excited about because at the time I was the GolfChannel.com travel editor. But if you go to GolfChannel.com, you're not really going there for travel content. You're going, you're going there for your boy Tiger and, and all this. And, um, and so it, the, the kind of light went off in everyone's head. Like we can move the travel content to golf advisor. We can move the reviews from golf now to golf advisor. And then we can kind of encourage reviews everywhere, whether it's golf now or not. And it's really just, it's the whole company has really gotten behind it. And, and it's um, like I said, it's, you know, each month as we see growth, you know, more people want to get on board and, and it's, it's been a fun ride to be a part of. That's really cool. So you've traveled all over the place. I mean, tons of countries, tons of states. Has an airline yeah. ever lost or broken your clubs? And I, I asked that very – I don't want to hear it if it's happened, but have they? That, um, they haven't lost them. I mean, they haven't showed up on time. Yeah, I, I will, the, the one tip I've, I've realized over the years is that when you have the connection and then, you know, it's, a lot of our favorite destinations, it's a small plane to get to that destination like Bend or Branson. For whatever reason, sometimes the golf clubs like they somehow like make or break the weight of the airplane. <laughs> like I can never figure this out, but this has happened many times to Biloxi, to Branson, to Bend, where they they say, "Oh, sorry, your clubs didn't make it on this flight. They'll be on the one in the morning because of the weight." I'm like forty pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Come on! And so that that's you know I've had clubs show up late. Ask my boy Jason Deegan. He he's got an awful story. You'll have to get him on uh, about Scotland. Someone running off with his clubs from the carousel. That's no, that's a oh, good one. Oh, I, that alone, Scott. If you're watching, let's get him on the show next. That would be <laughs> now. Now, I, I I really enjoyed this conversation, and we're we're getting close to the end. But I just found out that you're an IU grad, and I'm a Purdue grad. So boiler up. Um, what's what's that like being an IU grad? Like, I mean. Did you tell them that when you were getting in, in your interview? I didn't turn out awful. I mean, come on. <laughs> <We did. laughs> I can't, I can't tear, tear it too much. So I, I went to Marion College, which is now Marion University, for a couple of years. And I've spent a lot of – there's some really good golf courses in Bloomington too. So I, I'm just giving you a hard time because I'm, I'm a boiler. But my significant other over there, she has one degree from IU and one degree from Purdue. So she's 
a split household and of herself. So yeah, you know, but, it's it's all it's it's Midwest, it's Big Ten country. I, I can't hate, you know. Yeah. Did you play yeah, golf there too? No. Midwest so long, I don't have the, I don't have that animosity. I'm I'm down in Austin. We just want good food and good weather, and good music. You got some good music in Austin too. <laughs> Did you play golf at IU or no? Oh, <laughs> I played club hockey actually. No kidding. Yeah. So uh, I played maybe four rounds of golf all through college, <laughs> and then. Uh, you know, my game's never been the same. You know, I, I wasn't bad in high school. Uh, you know, I, I was on the high school team and all that. And then you go to you go to college and suddenly, like, you know, $8 for the college green fee. <laughs> You're like, how can anyone afford this game? <laughs> That's awesome. So let's, let's go back to that Twitter, Twitter picture that you have. Um, you're not wearing a glove in that picture. Uh-huh. And I have to know, do you not wear a glove like Freddie Couples? Or were you just posing for that picture? Because that's a cool picture, like hitting the shot, the dogs right there by your clubs. Yeah, the, the Austin Muni's allow dogs. Uh, I love it. The glove question, I wear a glove except for wedge play and in. So maybe once I'm starting to get kind of finesse with the wedge, it comes off. Okay, I dig that. <laughs> there's a lot of talk right now about the rules changing. There's about 10 different rules that are talking about changing. Most of them, most guys that are watching aren't even going to know about or even play by anyway. But out of all of the rules of the game of golf, what is the one rule you would change and why? Uh, stroke and distance because when that rule was founded, we didn't have the real estate development putting houses on both sides of the fairway. Like OB was never supposed to be on both sides of the hole. Okay. I think that I'm the I'm the guy that says yeah I think I went out here and dropped a ball and I had a stroke so yeah I mean I come on it's common sense <laughs> so the guys that eat sleep golf they're they're north of the border so there has to be a Canadian question thrown in every week it seems and that's okay so is there a best of list for Canada regionally Coming. or nationally yeah well it'll be out very soon we we do it last we you know we kind of work up the the climate. So we're, we're finishing up our northern states this week and then and then Canada, and I, and I believe we're doing it in Ontario too. Very cool. I just want to plug for Canada, Jasper Park Lodge may be my favorite golf course anywhere. So Jasper Park Lodge. I've never heard of that, so now I want to go. It's just north of Banff. I like it more than Banff, though. Okay. So beyond the review section of Golf Advisor, there's a stay and play section and a destination section. In your opinion, what are a couple of the top destinations for both U.S. and international play? When guys are planning a trip, where are they going? Man, uh, you know, I I love Scottsdale. I mean, I had my bachelor party in Scottsdale. Nice. Um, You know, Band and Dunes, you can't beat that. Uh, Scotland. Like I, like I just said, Jasper Park in Alberta, the Canadian Rockies, you, you can do this great little tour up in the Canadian Rockies. Um, Prince Edward Island, you know, I, I, I know I know your boy's biased on this one, but Prince Edward Island, I, I tell people, you know, it's it's got great, it's good value. I mean, the flight might be expensive, so, you know, save your miles for it. But when you get there, there might not be a more just overall pleasant place to be in the north uh, than Prince Edward Island. I, this is one of those destinations where, you know, Cabot is going to steal all the attention out there. And it's probably not really a solid top 100 course on Prince Edward Island. But we're just talking about like an overall, like from waking up in the morning to going to bed at night, just everyone's lovely. All the scenery is lovely. It's the, the pace is exactly what you want on a vacation. So there, there's your plug for Prince Edward Island. I love that. <laughs> now, my, my wine glass is almost empty. I got a couple of questions before we jump into right, the back nine. Good. But tell me a little bit more about Austin Country Club. 
You play a lot of golf there. Are you a member there? Hell no. <laughs> now, wait a minute. You, you could go through your Instagram and tell me you're not a member there. Like, it, you make it look like you play there quite a bit. I, that, there's one photo from Austin Country. So, you might be confu- confusing it with Lions Municipal Golf Course, which is on the other side of the river. I played Austin Country Club on Monday. Uh, I think it's a hundred grand to get in. So I don't have that money. <laughs> so I don't have that. Dude, I'm a Muni guy, man. I'm telling you. Um, I grew up on a Muni. It was five thousand yards. Um, I play the Muni's in Austin. I, I would. I'm hoping to, you know, talk the wife into a membership for the family eventually, and and do all that. I, I'm. I'm really excited to try and, and get my whole family into golf as they grow up. But uh, Muni Golf, man, at Austin Country Club. I would love to be a member at Austin Country Club, but, man. It's... Maybe they're watching. Maybe they got an honorary membership they're going to send you. <laughs> I got to do a lot more than that. I got to do a lot more than talking about golf courses <laughs> and golf events to get an honorary membership. So one more question before we jump into the back nine, and this is another good one from Eat Sleep Golf. They uh, talk about the list, the best of list. So such yeah. as the best of 50 in the U.S. Are those based strictly on reviews, or are there other factors that play into those lists? That's all reviews. I um, You have to have at least 15 this year from, the, from 2016. And so, you know, there, there's a lot of good golf courses out there that maybe didn't have the review count to even qualify. But, you know, we, we want this to be the people's list. Um, now, if I write a review of a golf course, it can be considered like I reviewed Harbortown, but 20 other people also reviewed Harbortown and it showed up third. Um, and, and I know Deegan, he reviewed Yochadihi the year it was number one, but there were like 50 reviews of Yochadihi. So, but it's all reviews. That's really cool. Okay. Good to know. So encourage players of Tiburon Golf Club to leave more reviews. I'll just yeah. go to membership and be like, membership, leave a review. And there's like 400 right there. I want to point out though, one of the things that we do with the list though, is we we're taking like if if you rate all your golf courses five stars your review isn't going to matter much so like we we want like we're weighting reviews based on how much of a curmudgeon you are like for example like you get the blow by one star reviews like if if you're a guy who's written three one star reviews and and this is <laughs> there's a lot of people who only review one star golf courses like your review is not going to count and if it's all five stars it's not going to count either we we need a mix mm-hmm. I dig that yeah. so. That's it for your hashtag Wednesday match play. That half an hour flew by. But before we go, we have this thing called the back nine. It's just nine fundam random golf questions. Thank you, first off, for coming on the show. Really cool to hear more about Golf Advisor. I had a meeting last week with the guys from Golf Advisor, just learning more about it. And it it still boggles my mind that it's so young of a company. But there's no question that what you and Mike and the team are doing from an editorial perspective is great. And I enjoy reading that stuff as much as the reviews. Thank you. And if you ever need somebody to fill in and write, you know, maybe the best of Naples, I, I know a guy. So even though I haven't played a lot of courses down here yet, but I have no problem going out and playing more in an effort to provide that content yeah. for you. So are you ready for your back nine? Yeah, let's do it. What is the hardest golf course you've ever played? Oh, man, hardest. Um... Whistling Straits kicked my ass. Uh, TPC Sawgrass, man, that that uh, one of those two. Pete Dye, just Pete Dye. <laughs> <laughs> yes, just Pete Dye. I like that. Now you spoiled this question a little bit ago on Twitter, but what's your handicap? I'm gonna pretend I didn't read that. I'm an eleven, but I should be an eight. Okay, I like that. What golf ball is currently in your bag? Whatever I find in the woods, man. I have the new ball phobia. Y'all have that? <laughs> that is, I have the used and or refurbished ball phobia i will not buy a new dozen golf ball there's no way because i'm gonna lose like four of them when i play so it doesn't matter 
So when you play a course, do you leave reviews on Golf Advisor? What's your personal review process? Do you review them all? Do you review none? Uh, yeah, I I played Shingle Creek today. I'm going to go review it. Uh, I review pretty much every time I play golf. That's awesome. Good. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Let's order a drink. I think you're going to have a beer, but what are you having? Uh, how about Bell's Oberon? That's a classic right there. Yeah. So are you in <laughs> Michigan right now then? Is that why? Are you in Michigan? <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Michigan. What is your favorite PGA Tour major? Masters. Masters oh. with it with, with the open a quick set. Uh, uh, opens close. It's fun, but Masters, man, that's just another level. Now, good segue. I feel like you read these questions. Do you think Tiger plays in the Masters this year? Mm-hmm. He has the invite, and he's not said no. The invites are out, and he's not said no. I think he shows up. I mean, he's, he, he shows up. To, right? Like, he has to. Now, do you – now, again, I let the IU thing pass, but based on how you answer this question, I don't know if we're going to be able to be friends. Do you think Tiger breaks the record? Why or why not? You know, I think uh, my, my stock answer on this for a while was that he would kind of pull a Nicholas and get, like, a late kind of backdoor Masters – I, I I just don't see how he's competitive anymore. I, the health, man. I, I unless unless there's a doctor out there we don't know about who can get a hold of Tiger and, and make him real right real quick. Uh, I think the young kids are too good. I mean the kid the kids he inspired to to be who they are. I mean it's uh it's pretty wild to watch that basically his his dominance and his phenomenon like is basically going to be the undoing of his ability to catch Jack and, and health. I mean. I don't know. The health, the health, the body, <laughs> the body's going to win every time. So I had uh, Chip Essick on the show a few weeks ago, and I asked ev- every single guest of both this show and when I did for four years prior the Friday foursome, I've asked the same question too. And Chip said, if he wins one more major, he breaks the record, meaning that he'll get the fire underneath him. He'll figure out a way to get to the top. And, and so one more, and he breaks the record. And I like that. Because I think that it's either it's either he's done and he needs to just fade off and be done, or he's he's working his way to becoming having that. And I saw a stat the other day that blew my mind that was talking about the number of wins before the age of thirty three, and Dustin was at fourteen, and then somebody else had like sixteen, and Tiger had like sixty five. Like it was absurd how many more Tiger has than anybody else. But you're right that Dustin is where he is because of Tiger doing what he did and. That's not solely because of that, but it's, it is, to your point, it's very cool to see the guys that he inspired now taking the reins and, and running with it. So Yeah, there's too many of them. You know, maybe, maybe he could sneak into an open, too. You know, you never know with conditions and setup, and, you know, you could be like 60 years old and win the open, really. So basically what, without you saying it, he's going to break the record by three. That's what I heard. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and your final question of your hashtag Wednesday match play is what's next? I mean, you're just getting started with Golf Advisor, but what's next for Brandon Tucker? Man, uh, what is next? <laughs> so, like, uh, man, it's it's been fun. I mean, it, I, I tell you, I, I work with the product guys and Golf Advisor all the time. There, There's – I feel like we're at 10% of what we want to do with the website. Uh, I'd really love you to have me on five years from now and, and see where we're at because uh, there's a lot of hungry people behind the scenes on the site. Uh, you know, not just me and Jason and Mike. I mean, we're on, we're on Twitter and we're traveling around and we're meeting people, but 
we got some good talent in Orlando um, that I have a really good time working with, and uh, they're they're intelligent people, uh, and they make me look good a lot. <laughs> so uh, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna keep growing. I think I, I'm really excited about that. That's really cool. Well, Mike's going to be here next week for a fam trip at Tiburon, so I'll make sure that I tell him that you said hello, and you probably talk to him daily, but you might even see him before I do. But excited to see him. You convinced me to play a couple of rounds with those guys while they're here. So we got six riders coming down, Rob Great. Myers from the corporate office. And I'm if I'm not playing, maybe we should just fly you down and you can play. Like I mean, I would allow that. <laughs> if, you can, if you can convince my wife that I can come, I'm there. <laughs> tell her to call me. I'll, I'll convince her. Yeah. But hey, thank you so much for coming on the show. This was fantastic. And and I let's let's just pretend that this is still going on five years from now. So if this is still happening five years from now, let's let's have you back on. Like, and I want to get more guys from Golf Advisor. Let's get Mike on. Let's get some of these other guys that you're working with and that are working with you to to come on the show and talk about their perspective and the courses they've played and so forth. I'd love to have them on the show and to be a bigger part of the Google Plus Golf community. We hit twenty five thousand members last week and. To your point of we're just getting started and we're only doing 10%, that's kind of how I feel with the golf community. So I'm Great. excited for the future. This is going to get shared to everywhere, Facebook, Google+, it goes on eatsleepgolf.com, all the places. Again, thank you for coming on the show. And as always, on the hashtag Wednesday Match Play, is you have to remember to eat, sleep, golf. <laughs>